Good afternoon, good afternoon. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's your girl Victoria. I'm back again with Heal But Scarred. Oh, it has been a journey, you guys. It has, I've been back and forth on what to do and where to go as far as God's word and what he's telling me to do in this next level of life and where he has me at. So today, family, we're going to talk about knowing your enemy. An enemy is somebody that's out there seeking to hurt you, somebody out there seeking to destroy you, somebody that's your opponent, somebody that's against you, somebody that can be your competition, somebody that's there for no good, somebody that, you know, you can have the best intentions for other people, but they don't have the same for you. So your enemy could be a friend, your enemy could be your family member, your enemy can be your boss, your enemy can be um, anyone that opposes you for no reason at all, but they want to see you go down and they want to see you to the lowest denominator. And we're going to talk about that today, knowing your enemy. And in the life of a believer and a Christian, we need to truly know who our enemy is. It's not a man standing there with a red pitchfork and red ears and standing in and we call him the devil. Satan comes in all facets and forms, all races, nationalities, and creeds. He is not the picture that we've been taught in the book. We've seen him on pictures, we've seen him in movies, and it looked like it's someone dressed in red with a long tail, fiery pitchfork in his hand, and that's who we always thought that the devil was and that that was it. But I'm here to tell you the devil could be the very person that you pour your heart into, the very person that you pour your life into. Sometimes for a wife that's going through with a husband right now and that's getting ready to go through a divorce, or sometimes it could be that husband that's getting ready to go through a divorce with his wife, or sometimes the enemy can come in the form and use your children against you. He can actually use your best friend against you. He can actually use the mother of the church against you. Sometimes it could be the pastor of the church. Sometimes it could be your own mother mother and father. So know the enemy. See, we wrestle against flesh and blood and principalities. We wrestle against these powers that be that Satan has, because remember, he's the prince of the air, but he's not the prince of peace. He's not the creator of all heaven and earth. So it's certain limitations that he have. All he could do is give you an idea to do something. He can't make you do anything that you don't want to already do. So you need to learn his tactics and know his ways. And see, when you're at your lowest point and you're getting ready to walk into victory, that's when everything around you, all hell breaks loose in your life, whether it be your finances, whether it be your family life, whether it feels like your marriage is going through, whether it feels like your children are acting crazy. And if you don't have children, but it could be the boss acting crazy with you at the workplace, any facet in which you're being attacked and going through something, but you know that you know without a shadow of a doubt that there is a God up above and his name is Jesus. And you know that no matter what it looks like, it's a fixed fight and you win in the end, no matter what the enemy throws at you, no matter what stones he try to cast down and hit you with. Just remember, you take the stones, you take the bricks that's being thrown at you and you build a foundation, not a wall. You build a foundation, a firm foundation, which is Christ, because he don't want you building walls where you don't keep connection with other people because the whole premise and basis for why Jesus died was set that we can have life and have it abundantly and he wanted us to love our neighbor as ourselves and he wanted us to first love him and then love our neighbor because he's a jealous God and he wants the love of the creation that he made and the thing that he created and we have to learn in him and live in him and be in him because when we in him then we learn who we are we learn what we need to do we learn the people that's there to sharpen us and the people that's there when they say iron sharpens iron when you have people with the same like minds and the same like spirits God will bring those 
people into your life and help them to encourage you and help you to grow and help you to be the man or woman of God that he's called you to. So we have to learn who our enemy is. And it tells us in the word of God that Satan is the father of lies. And we have to remember that. In the book of John 8, verse 44, it tells you that, that he's the father of lies. And so we have to remember uh, and what we believe in, who we believe in. And if we believe in Jesus Christ, we have to know that Satan is our enemy at all times. We can't go out there and do the things that we used to do because Satan sits in that and he wants to see you come out there. And I was taught a long time ago that sin will take you further than you ever wanted to go and keep you there longer than you ever wanted to stay. And the things that you find yourself doing when you're in sin means you done walked away from God and you're choosing to do things in your own strength, in your own way. And I'm here to tell you, know the enemy because after the enemy finished using you up and putting you out there, then he just throws you out there nakedly and he doesn't care how he leaves you to sit in your mind or whatever. And I've had to learn that in the last few months. Um, you know, I'm one of those, I'm a girl's girl. I love building up other sisters and I love building up mothers and people that's younger than me, people that's older than me and letting them know that Jesus has a plan for them, that he has a purpose for them. You just not one facet of who you are. You're not just a mom. You're just not a daughter. You're just not a sister. You know, you're just not somebody's employee. You're just not somebody's wife, but you're more than that. You're more than a conqueror. You're blessed because you have a God that created you from the dust of this earth. And that God loves you so much. And he created you for purpose. He created you for what he wanted you to be here for. And at the end of the day, you have to learn what you're here for because we tend to abuse what we don't know about ourselves. We abuse and we'll let other people abuse us. So I've had to go on a journey in the last three or four years. And the journey has been pretty tough because I'm one of those people that I've been in one place and growing in ministry and learning in ministry and being like a child in ministry and taking orders and believing and trusting and reading and studying my word to show myself approved by God and by what his word says. And I always try to make sure that I hide God's word in my heart. But sometimes even when you try to hide God's word in your heart and you stay focused and you stay praising and worshiping, you do, you do know that even when you do those things, even when you line up with what God's word says, you know, the enemy is still going to attack you because that's his job. His job is to bring you off of your peace, to bring you off of your joy. And the only way he can do that is if you allow him to, because at the end of the day, joy and peace is your inheritance and nobody can take that away from you. So you have, we have to totally learn that even in our good days and even in our bad days, no matter what our struggles is, we have to learn that we have to stay the course and do what God has called us to do. And we may not always understand his methods and his ways. But at the end of the day, we win in the end, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like temporary. Uh, I've been one of those people that I have my own Facebook group and I go in there and I pour into the, the men and women that come into the live. You have a live opportunity to be able for people to see you and you could be able to speak to them about your products, whatever you're selling or whatever it is you're offering. And for me, I go in every morning and I try to affirm and uplift and encourage because I know we living in a dying, sick world today in a fallen place. And sometimes it's just good to have somebody to encourage you and lift you up and let you know that you can keep going and that the day is going to be okay. And that God is who he say he is, no matter how it looks, no matter how crazy things are going, that God is still in control and he will bring all these things to pass eventually. But at the end of the day, we still have to live here. We still have to dwell here. We still have to be in this place for right now. And so we have to make the best of it and making the best of it means that we out there doing the great commission and sharing the word of God with others, loving on others, helping others and being there and being our brothers and our sisters keepers. So in the midst of all that and learning all these things. 
we still have to put ourselves in the right place at the right time and doing what God has called us to do, even when we don't feel like it, even when we feel burned out, even when we feel like we've done everything we can do and we can't go any further. I'm here to tell you, you can go a little further because the road that you are on is not the end of it, it's a bend in it, and it will keep continuing to go on for you to be better and greater in the things that God has called you to. You may not understand it right now, but I promise you, as you keep going and you keep growing and you keep pursuing and you keep pushing, you have a God that's working it out for you and he's going to bless you in spite of what the enemy continues to throw at you. I had a situation where I'm constantly giving him. I have a, a new class that I'm giving. I have Virtual Melanin Academy right now. And in my academy, my way of giving back to my students outside of the classes that I was charging them for was to give them blanks and to give them free stuff. So that way, when it's time for the classes to come, I wanted to prepare them for success. I didn't want them to have to pay for my classes and having to pay for the blanks and the things that they need and the crafting community that I'm teaching them and helping them to grow their business. And so that's something that I did out of my own pocket. And, you know, you have to be able to give back because giving is a part of the act of who God is when he gave his life for us. So the more you give, the more God's going to give you back, no matter what it looks like, because he's going to bless you in the midst of it. Because when you have a right heart with people, when you give and you do willingly without looking for anything back, God will bless you. And I've had to learn that. And then I've had situations with that's come up where I've given more, given more. And then people just keep expecting you to give, give, give. And they never expecting to give anything back. And I had a situation come up um, this week where it was pretty hard where I had one of the ladies who well, you, you kind of look up to her because she's older than me. And, you know, she could teach you great wisdom. And in the midst of that, I was um, doing things for them and, you know, trying to be a blessing. But how many of y'all know that no matter how much you give, a person's still going to throw you a monkey wrench. And I'm learning that, that, you know, instead of pulling back off of the very thing that's hard for me is dealing with relationships with sometimes the same sisters, the same women and people that you try to be a blessing to. It seems like those are your biggest critics and those are the ones that come against you the hardest, the ones you pour the most into. So I'm learning as this new year came on to try to start opening back up and being more vulnerable and stop being rough and stop having that New York demeanor where you just put a wall up and then you just do what you need to do for yourself and not depend on others. But for some reason, God is pulling off layers of me and he's allowing me to shed that because he knows that there's a greater ministry and a greater call in my life to share that I have to be able to minister to women and minister to men and minister to anybody that he brings in my space. So I have to learn how to deal with people and not to say that I'm going to like everybody, but I'm still called to love them. And so what I'm, I'm learning in this season and in this time about knowing the enemy is I have to know the traces and the begin I have to be looking for that thing and looking for the enemy so I can learn how to distance myself from it and so I'm learning with some people to learn how to distance myself and move myself back so the burn and the sting is not as hard as it normally would be because I'm getting used to now being in that place where I have constant attacks because when you go into ministry with the Lord you learn that you're going to have constant attacks you're going to have it coming from the ways that you don't expect and the people that become the closest to you seem to be the ones that the enemy used to attack and we have to learn not to attack back at the person because the person is not the problem it's the enemy that's using them but we have to learn how to be able to be distant when we need to be distant and be up front when we need to be up front and we have to learn how to allow the mask to come off and that demeanor that says we don't need anybody that demeanor that says um, I'm not going to let anybody get me or take me down and we have to learn how to break those walls and be vulnerable 
and allow God to have his way. Because the key trick of the enemy is to cause you not to love and not to have feelings and not to have that peace and that joy. And that's not what God has called you to. God, because see what the enemy wants to do. He wants to isolate you and he wants you to think of only having things and money and things and purses and things that you can touch and physically touch. But God wants you to have life and he wants you to have life abundantly. He wants you to have the spiritual gifts, joy, peace, and those things that money can't buy. He wants you to have those things that's everlasting. He wants you to have those things and be able to pour it back to others. Because sometimes people going to ask you, how did you go through all the hell that you went through and all the things and all the adversaries and all the adversity that you've been through in your life and you're still able to be in your right mind? The only reason why I'm able to be in my right mind after being abused and molested as a kid, the only reason why I'm able to still stand after being betrayed by family, being betrayed by grandmothers, sisters, the only reason why I'm able to still stand here after the betrayal and the hurt of friends and different things that I've been through in my life. And no, by no means am I perfect, but to after going through all this betrayal and hurt, the only reason why I'm still here before you is because I serve a God that wins. I serve a God that's a winner. I serve a God that's living inside of me, and he won't allow me to fail. He won't allow me to fall down and not get back up because he put a winning spirit and a stallion in me that won't quit. I won't quit until my last breath. I won't quit until he say it's over and done, and then he gets to tell me, well done, my good and faithful servant. See, some people want to see you rock. They want to see you step out of your character. They want to see you get nasty. They want to see you get angry. They want to see you say, see, ain't nothing to it. They want to see you act out. And I was totally disappointed and blindsided today by something that came to me in an email today. Totally just feeling like as a friend and close to this person that told me that I didn't have to worry about any payments or anything to them for for ministry that I was doing with them and then to get an invoice because you asked me for a service that my printer and stuff was creating for you that cost me money, cost me ink, cost me a lot of money to get this thing here and get it working and all the time and frustration and then it was just another devastating blow from somebody else that I was close to that I thought would have a long relationship with and it was just disappointing to go through another another punching the gut from another sister and another person that I looked up to. So I'm learning in this season, in this time, that I need to go back to focusing and seeing why am I being attacked so much and why am I steady getting sucker punched and gut punched by certain women and people that I've brought so close to me. And I'm having to go back and reevaluate, Lord. You're going to have to show me exactly what I'm doing wrong or is this a test and this is something that I have to go through so when I get to my next level... I, it, you, whenever you go through different tests and different trials, you know, sometimes in the spirit realm, in the spirit world, you go through the same thing with different people. And I don't want to go through the same thing over and over because sometimes it's just different faces, but the same spirit. And you have to learn that spirit early on because people have the same spirit of using. People have the same spirit of if you don't do it my way, then I'm going to take this from you. And I've learned that sometimes you're going to go through certain things with people. And it ain't going to feel good. But what I'm telling you today is you win in the end as long as you stay the course and do it God's way. As long as you focus in and be careful who you friend. Be careful who you bring into your life. Be careful the people that you share your deepest, darkest secrets with. And I thank God that I have told all of my secrets. That I don't have anything to hide from anybody. That anything I've ever said, I'm woman enough to say it again. And I don't fear people like that. And I'm worrying about them going to tell somebody I said. Because anything that I've ever said to a person personal friendship and confidence, I can say it again to the person's face because I don't play those games where, oh, I didn't say that. No, you be honest and you be truthful and you be upfront. And so I'm learning 
that a soft answer turns away wrath is what God's word says. So even in the midst of it, you have to not be fake and phony with people, but just have the same dialogue with everybody. So nobody will feel like they got favoritism with you or feel like they can say certain things and you have to keep people at arm's length. And I'm learning now that after all of this stuff and everything that I've been going through in the last almost year of running my own group and running my business from that group, I'm learning that I'm getting ready to change my phone number. I'm getting ready to not give people access to me like I did if it don't have nothing to do with business or me getting up there and praying for you on those lives and on social media. My prior, my private life is my private life going forth now. And I will, I have, I'm learning that I have to distance myself and pull myself back and let business be business. Let ministry be ministry. And my personal relationships need to be off of social media. And I'm learning that the hard way. So sometimes you have to, a lot of people, we meet people on social media. And sometimes those people seem closer to us than our own families. Because sometimes God puts us, and when you're an entrepreneur like me, he'll put you in a position where it seems like the people that congratulate you and the people that lift you up the most are people that's not even in the same state or the same household with you. And it's not even the people that you supported and the people that you've been there for that you call family and that you call friends. Those won't even be the people that support you. God will send people outside of your life and people outside of your state into a whole nother area to be a millionaire to bless you with millions of in your business and other things and other areas that you want to use that don't have nothing to do with what you're going through right now so you have to learn that take the blessings that God has for you go ahead and keep seeking him on every friendship every relationship every person that you let into your common space every person that you allow to take up space in your life do not be a dumpster or a garbage can for people to be able to pour dirt into you and pour their trash and then they off to a better place in another place when they don't need you anymore and I'm learning that that I can't take just because it looks good and just because it's something that I said that God was going to do it don't mean that it was going to be done through that person or through this this person, I have to learn how to wait and trust him. But I thank God for every experience because every experience has fine-tuned me and has sharpened me to be better and to help me to be wiser in where I need to go for from here. So I'm learning in my experiences and in my time and who I am to just trust God in the process. And as you hear this message, learn who your enemy is. Learn and take your time to build relationships. Sometimes great, powerful relationships take years to develop, just like in a marriage, just like in a relationship with the Lord. When you first met the Lord, you didn't know everything about him. You didn't know how he would handle things. You didn't trust everything that he said until he built that trust with you. I'm 20-something years in, and I see God has never wavered. He's never lied. He's always been there for me. So he has a track record of winning when it came to my life. And not that I got everything that I ever asked for, but he gave me everything I ever needed. I've never been without food. I've never been without clothes. I've never been without shelter. So he's given me everything that I've needed and he's never wavering. And he said in his word that he would never see the righteous forsaken or their seed begging bread. And he told me if I knocked on the door, he'll answer. If I just seek him, I'll find him. And Matthew 7, 7 talks about that. We have to learn how to seek him. While we can still find him, we have to learn how to just trust the process and we have to learn to walk upright in him and do it the way he's called us to do it. Because when we just take people at face value, we wind up hurt when we just draw so many people in. And because of the emotions and the feelings that we have for people, sometimes they don't have the same feelings and emotions for us. They're kind of cold and they're kind of callous and they're kind of nasty and it's either it's about them or it's about nothing. So I'm learning with people that they could be callous when it comes to your heart and your feelings and you can pour in bless them with so much you can give them free goods you can send money you can do stuff for them and then they send you an invoice like you was nothing like you never did nothing for them 
and then it's like, wow, Lord, I'm just grateful that God keeps blessing my business and keep blessing me and that I'm not in a position of a need that he meets them all. And I'm just grateful and take that little tidbit for what it is, y'all, and get to learn your enemy. Know your enemy. Don't sit with your enemy. Don't smile with your enemy, but learn his tactics and his ways. And learn to let God have his way in your life and let God continue to use you and master that craft and that gift that he's called you to. So you don't have to worry about being thrown out there and not ready because God has equipped you with everything that you need. Just trust him in the way that he wants to do it and not you. And the biggest problem we have as believers is because things don't work out the way we think they're supposed to. And he's given us a promise, but it's not looking like that promise is about to happen anytime soon. God can change your life in a matter of seconds overnight. You can go to sleep and be a millionaire the next day. You can go to sleep the next day and be healed from cancer. You can go to sleep the next day and your children are all in line and doing what they need to do. And God can provide scholarships and God can provide food and clothes from a family member or a friend or a stranger that can come to your door and tell you what God. See, God is not like man. He will provide every need. He's not cursed. He's not a liar. He's true to what he say. So just keep that in mind. When we go on and we pursuing things and we pursuing our careers, take God first. Do not allow the boardroom to be empty without God first in your prayer life and without God telling you what to do. Every decision you make, whether it be business, whether it be family, whether it be marriage, whatever decisions you make, always put God first. Always let him be at the helm. Always let him be at the top of the decision. And I promise you, when he's at the top of the decision and he's in the middle of it, he's going to take on the storm. He's going to take on the problem. He's going to take on the bill. He's going to take on everything for it because that's the way he works. If you let God work, he'll work it out for you you and he'll turn things around just trusting what he's doing right now in this season in your life even when it looked like nothing's moving and nothing's happening in your life I promise you he's turning things around he's moving things in your favor you just have to wait the course and stand the course and trust in what he's doing right now and it may not always feel good in the wait because I'm not a patient person myself but I tell you when I've waited on him it's been a better blessing and a better opportunity than ever going before and doing it in my own strength when you do it in your own strength, you're turned out, you're, you're burned out, and you, you get frustrated and you get aggravated. But when you do it his way, you have peace with it, you have joy with it, and you don't always want to quit. And I'm learning now that because I let people make things a job and a priority for me that was just supposed to be something friendly and fun to go in there and pray for others. I, I let other people make that seem like a responsibility of mine instead of more of a ministry and a love to do it because I love praying for people. I love being there for others, but it has to be on God's timing and not just in my own strength. Yes, I know how to pray. He's taught me that. And did I go in there daily to do something because he told me to? Or did I go in there because I had a love for the people and because I let people um, just drive me into that emotionally because it was something that they needed? I'm learning now that I'm going to do it God's way. That I'm going to pray about everything and worry about nothing. And I'm going to go pray for others when he tell me to. I'm going to be led by him and him only. Whatever relationships come to pass, whatever relationships happen, whatever grow, whatever buds out and spread to something, I'm trusting God to water into it. I'm believing God that he's going to stretch me beyond my belief and he's going to bless me beyond my belief and he's going to help me to be a blessing to others because my whole goal in life is for souls to come to the kingdom and for blessings to be a, around me that I can be able to pour back into others. The, the blessing don't come just for me. And I think about every day, how can I bless others besides prayer? Can I bless them financially? Can I bless them spiritually? 
spiritually with something that he's given me? What is it inside of you that God has called you to bless the masses with? What is it that God has put inside of you to bless your coworkers with? What is it inside of you that he put to bless your family with? What is it inside of you that God had put to bless your friends and the people around you and the stranger that you're going to walk up to and meet? It's something built inside of you that nobody else can do. Nobody can worship him like you. Nobody can praise him like you do. Nobody can serve him like you do. There's only one you. You're unique for a reason. You're the one that God called for a certain reason and a certain time. Do what it is that he's called you to do. The way he's called you to do it. Don't worry about anybody naysayers. Don't worry about people that don't trust. They won't have to understand it. It's about you and God going forth and doing what he has called you to. You are great. You are awesome. You are with purpose. You were birthed here for a reason. He allows your spirit to come down here for a reason. Don't let anybody else tell you otherwise and different. Know the enemy that's around you. Know your surroundings. Know why he's there because he has a glimpse in your future and he doesn't have the whole picture. He can't move anything. He can't take anything from you. At the end of the day, know your enemy. They stand right there in your face. They And some of them did the same thing to Jesus. They stood there. They gave him praises and honored him and then in the same instance those same people crucified and buried him and killed him but he came back on the third day so be careful who you let close be careful of your enemy because your enemy is a judas that looks just like the people that's around you look friendly look loving but they are judas and you have to learn the spirit of who judas is and how he comes to take and they say this that satan is like a roaring lion like a roaring lion he comes to steal, kill, and destroy you. That's his whole purpose and premises. But you have a father and a king, and his name is Jesus. And he is. He's not a roaring lion. He is the lion of Judah. He is the king of kings. He is your creator. He is your father. He is your best friend. He is your protector. He is your refuge. And at the end of the day, you don't need nothing but Jesus. As long as you got Jesus, you got more than enough. Don't worry about the naysayers. Whatever you believe in God for, if it's for your marriage to get stronger trust the process if it's for your children to be blessed trust the process if you need a scholarship for your children if you need food on the table because you don't have a job right now trust the process if you don't know where you're going to live at from month to month trust god he's a refuge he'll provide a place for you it may not be the place you want but he'll definitely provide a place if your body need healing from cancer aids any sickness or disease my god is able by his stripes to do it just go to his word read his word back to him he's moved by his word go on to the book of James even for finances go to the book of James 4 2 it talks about you get not because you ask not go in there and ask God the right way and have the right motives and I guarantee you if your motives are pure your motives are right everything you ask him for and believe in him for he will bless you with it that's my little word on today to know your enemy trust God go forth be who he's called you to be. God is powerful and all-knowing. Ain't nothing hidden from him. He knew exactly what you would go through, exactly the day you would go through it and how it would end. At the end of the day, remember, if you stay the course, if you stay focused and trust in his word and trust in who God is and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, you will win in the end. Eternal life is yours. And if you don't know the Lord and the clearing of your sins, go to the book of John 3, 15 through 16. Go to Romans 8. Go to Romans 10, 9. Go to Romans 9, 10 and read those words. Read that word and Get that word in you. Hide it in your heart and allow Jesus Christ to be Lord of your life. Love you. It's your girl Victoria again with Hill But Scarred. Have a great day. Bye-bye.